please stand for the reading of God's word. Luke 2, 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lapped in, lying in, uh, in a manger. And, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the reading of God's word. You may be seated. Children, I have a question for you. What's your favorite family Christmas tradition? I bet you're celebrating some of them tonight. Maybe over the last few weeks you've done some of these family traditions. Things that your family does every single year to celebrate the Christmas season. Maybe you all pile into a car and go look at the lights that are all over our city. Maybe you make hot cocoa and drink it over and over and over again. Maybe you're an apple cider kind of a family, and that's your thing. I want to tell you about one of our family traditions that I have a love-hate relationship with. You know what I mean by that? I love it, but there's part of me that ah, I kind of cringe every year when it comes. You see, because we're the kind of family that gets a real Christmas tree. Are you that family? You see, there's two kinds of people in this world. There's the fake tree people and the real tree people. Those of us who are still crazy enough and we're holding on each year to still get a real Christmas tree, well, that's us. Every year, it's our tradition to go and pick out a Christmas tree and to do our best to make sure we find that perfect tree. And this is why I love it and I hate it, because every year it is my job to put the lights on the tree. You see, the thing about having a real tree is it's not pre-lit. You've got to string that tree every single year, and if you're like me, you're cheap. So you don't want to just buy new lights every year. You want to use the lights you already have in the attic, which means some of them are going to go out, which means already you're getting frustrated. 
And he began to string up the lights on the tree and eventually everybody gathers around and it's beautiful. And we put all of the ornaments on. Here's the thing about traditions. And if, and if I'm honest with you, the thing that I'm learning about traditions, traditions can be very good. Traditions can help us have a rhythm to set a reminder of what's important, what's good, what's true. Traditions can pass down values from generation to generation. Traditions can even serve almost like a holy liturgy that even when we don't feel like we believe, it forces us to confront what we know we should believe. But you know what else traditions can do? Sometimes traditions can become a chore. Just another thing that we check off the box. And I wanna be honest with you guys tonight. Sometimes putting the lights on the Christmas tree for me is no longer just a tradition. It becomes a chore. And when that happens, I miss the wonder and the magic of a Christmas tree. You see, I think, if we're honest, sometimes not just Christmas traditions can become a chore, something that we check off the box, but sometimes I think Christmas itself can become a chore. That we just go through the motions because there's so much to do leading up to this moment right here, Christmas Eve, that we lose sight of the wonder and the magic and the glory of Christmas. I don't want you to miss it. I want you to hear me tonight. I don't want you to miss it because it's possible that we would make all of this just another thing we do and completely miss the glory of Christmas. So the first thing I want you to know tonight, I don't want you to miss the glory of Jesus. Christmas is about the glory of Jesus and we see this in our passage tonight in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter two, verse eight. We're told that in this region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. Now I want you to imagine a bunch of shepherds in the middle of nowhere watching over their flock, watching over their sheep. Now I want you to think about, have you ever been to the country before? Maybe I've been to West Texas and how dark it gets at night with no city lights, no light pollution, it's incredibly dark. That's what it was like for them, it was dark. And these shepherds were watching over their sheep in the dark when all of a sudden, look with me at verse nine, an angel of the Lord appeared. And listen to this, the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. I want you to use your imagination tonight. I want you to picture in your mind these shepherds trying, squinting as best they can to still count all of their sheep in the middle of the dark, in the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden, an angel comes out of nowhere. And what we see here, what Luke says, is that the glory of the Lord shone around them. All of a sudden, piercing the darkness is a bunch of angels, and God's glory has illuminated the light sky. Can you see it? All of a sudden, what was dark has become so bright that these shepherds have been filled with great fear. 
And I want you to notice the language that Luke uses. He says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. Now, God's glory is an incredibly difficult thing for us to understand. And if you've been with us on Sunday mornings, we've been talking about, in the book of Daniel, God's glory, his majesty, his kingship. Here, in the Gospel of Luke, we see glory and light. And I think this is incredibly important. Children, I have a question for you. Do you know what God's first words in the Bible were? Do you know what his first words in the Bible? Let there be light. God's first words in the Bible. Let there be light. That's incredibly important. You see, because throughout the Bible, from the start to finish, we see God's glory like light illuminating the darkness. That's why the prophets talked about in the midst of darkness that light was coming. We see this, the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 60 verse one, listen to what he said. He said, arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. That's why just before this moment in the Gospel of Luke, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesied and this is what he said. The sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness. Do you know what it's like to sit in darkness? Not the darkness that the shepherds knew that night with no light. No, I mean it's spiritual darkness. Have you ever felt like you had been left alone in the dark? I don't know where you are tonight when it comes to believing in Jesus. For some of you, every year Christmas Eve comes upon you and it's just a time where you are actually forced into coming to church. Others of you, maybe you are six or seven years old and you're just now beginning to see the wonder and the glory of Jesus in the manger. Others of you, you've been walking with Jesus for decades. And some of this has just become routine. I don't want you to miss it. Because Luke for us is describing the glory of Jesus, illuminating the darkest places of the human heart. See, the Bible equates darkness with sin. And not just the sin in our hearts, but the sin all around us, even the sin that's done to us. It leaves us in darkness and it causes us to question if we can trust God. But Christmas reminds us, doesn't just remind us, it shows us that Jesus is filled with the light of God's glory. I don't want you to miss it. The second thing I don't want you to miss tonight is not only do I not want you to miss the glory of Jesus, that he is light in the midst of darkness, but the second thing I don't want you to miss and the last thing I don't want you to miss that Christmas is about the grace of the manger. I want you to look with me at verse 11. Luke says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, what I want you to notice is that this angel, as they're proclaiming the good news that Jesus Christ is born to these shepherds, I think it's so fascinating is that the angels don't actually use his name. They don't call him Jesus. Instead, they call him by his title, Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 
the angel says, the Savior is born. Now that word Savior is important. It's a play on words. You see, because in those days, they would often look to their government for salvation. In fact, Caesar Augustus called himself Savior, the exact same word in Greek that's used here. And yet here, the angel is saying, that is not your Savior. There is no human being who can save you. No, the Savior of the world is born. Who is he? And then he gives another title, Christ the Lord. That phrase, Christ the Lord, appears nowhere else in the New Testament. These two words together, Christ, the Lord, the Messiah, Yahweh. The Messiah, God. The angel is saying the Savior is born. He is the Messiah, God, and he has come to earth. He is the long-awaited one, the one who has been promised. All of God's promises have been fulfilled this night. That is what we are celebrating this evening. I don't want you to miss it. The glory of God in a person who is the savior of the world, who is the long-awaited Messiah, who is God himself. And so where will these shepherds find this savior? Where will they find this Messiah who is God himself, who is filled with the radiance of God's glory? Where will they find him? Will they find him on a throne? Will they find him leading an army? No. They find him in a manger. Children, do you know what a manger is? It's a feeding trough. Have you ever been to a stable? How smelly it is and stinky and dirty? Why would the Savior, the glory of God incarnate, the Messiah God, Why would he be born in a manger? Because that is grace. That is grace. Have you ever felt dirty? Have you ever felt unworthy? Have you ever felt like your sin meant that you did not belong? We are a bunch of walking mangers. That is what we are. We stink with sin. And yet God loved us so much that the glory of God became a baby in a manger, in a feeding trough, because that is grace. And I don't want you to miss it. Don't miss it tonight. God's glory took on flesh. He became man, and he stepped not just into our humanity, but he stepped into our dirtiness, our filthiness, he took on our flesh so that he could go to the cross. You see, because the manger points to another place that was filthy and dirty, where Jesus was nailed to a cross. He died in our place for our sin, and on the third day he rose again so that all who trust in his name would be saved because unto us this day a savior is born who is Christ the Lord. He is the glory of God and he is grace. 
May we not miss it tonight as we gather together, as we sing, as we celebrate. Christ the Lord is born. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. We thank you for sending us Jesus. It seems almost trite to say thank you tonight, but what else could we give than our gratitude and our praise? That you sent your son out of grace and mercy to be born, to step down into our darkness and into our filth so that we could have life and the light of men. We pray that as we sing and as we continue to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus, that you, Holy Spirit, would help us not to miss it this Christmas, but to hold the wonder, the majesty, and the glory of Jesus born in a manger. May we see that tonight, and may we receive this great gift of grace. We pray in his strong and majestic and holy and glorious name. Amen.